This is The Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. Hello, listener, and thank you for joining Alan and I today for The Real Magic Design Podcast, where we unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from Studio One Design, and here's my co-host, Alan from Pixel Partners HQ. So how are you, buddy? Yeah, look, I'm good. I'm good. I have my uh, eldest daughter homesick from school today. The poor thing is curled up in bed with her iPad and the flu. Oh, it's no good. And she's 10, isn't she? Nearly 11. She's nearly 11. She turns 11 on the 1st of January. What a cool birthday. And up until recently, actually, she thought that her godfather paid for the fireworks at Sydney Harbour every New Year's Eve just for her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my wife's <laughs> birthday is on just after Australia Day. So, of course, all of the Australia Day uh, fireworks are just for her. I organise each of year. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. And your, your daughter's the same age. We just, I mean, I we knew we had kids the same, this, like a similar age, but they're like a month 40, apart. A month apart, yeah, it's amazing. And we were talking just quickly off air that our daughters are into YouTube stars. So... How much, uh, how much is it an influence on your daughter's life following YouTube? You know, well, nobody's to us, but they're just gods in their eyes. Man, like, these are the celebrities of today. Aren't really. they? It, it's nuts. And I mean, they've got merch. When, I'm, when that word came out of my daughter's mouth, I was like, what, what has happened to my beautiful little girl? Daddy, I want some merch, right? <laughs> yeah. And, of course, it's in US dollars for those of us here in Australia and the, the shipping's expensive and, you know, all of a sudden we're buying T-shirts and jumpers and, oh, it's just... Mate, these guys are making a fortune. They are, aren't they? And sponsors are onto them as well, you know, like they get... Once they build an audience, and this is actually one of my daughter's goals, to build a YouTube channel, build an audience, and then get sponsored by her gymnastics brands that she's into. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, right, like when we were kids, you know, you may have aspired to be a sports star, for example, right? And it was th- th- those aspirations were the ones that your parents said, yeah, that's great, but go to college, you know, or yeah. go to uni yeah. and get a trade because you can dream all you want, but you're never going to become a sports star, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, this is it for kids today. It's like, I want to start a YouTube channel. And, yeah. you know, I hate to say it, but I don't think they see how much effort and work goes into building that audience and then keeping that audience and becoming that successful and the very, very small percentage of people that really do become that successful you know um yeah i get it but still i I don't want to kill her dreams i want her to give it a shot you know what i mean put your best foot forward yeah yeah, yeah. but it is it's in the similar category and i'd never say to my kids no look don't don't do it don't try don't do it because hey they're completely capable of doing it and if anything it's going to teach them a life lesson that if you put enough work into something you you can succeed yeah and sometimes you don't succeed so you pivot i mean you and i know this in business that's right. But either way, it's going to be a good experience to have under their belt. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to make money these days compared to the old days where for you and I used to have, you know, first job was a paper round you know, or work at a supermarket, etc. But, you know, these days kids can make money online at any age. Absolutely. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, the idea of building an audience of raving fans will serve anybody well in business if they decide to go into business. Right? Yeah. And even if they don't go into business, right? So if I, if I rewind back to my early days working, you know, 
I I did a couple of things. I, I made sure that when I was, a, a, say, a manager in a large organisation, that I had raving fans in all the other departments. So they were my internal go-to people for when I needed something, right? Mm. And then I'd make sure my customers were raving fans. And, you know, that this was pre-internet. I'm showing my age. And this is pre-internet and pre-technology and pre-smartphones and pre-Facebook. But mm-hmm. the philosophy of building a tribe around you of raving fans, and some of them will be your peers and some of them will be your customers, is, is a great concept. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And look, yeah, absolutely. It, it's the number one way to grow a business these days, to grow an audience first. You, you just can't go wrong if you have a huge audience and then when you put out an offer, you know, there's a oh, much higher chance that you're going to get a sale first before you even have to actually make a product or a service. You can sell it first if you have an audience. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Let's get into our topic today, which, you know what, kind of relates to audience and raving fans, right? But on a little bit of a left field approach, right? So today we're talking about product packaging. We often talk about design for a variety of different things. You know, websites come up a lot. At Pixel Partners, we specialize in product-based photography and product-based packaging and product-based instruction manuals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that with the prevalence of e-commerce today, a lot of businesses are forgetting the importance of really high-quality, well-designed consumer packaging. Would, Would you agree? Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. And look, I I am noticing a big, a big shift recently. And it, look, could be still the minority that are putting a lot of effort into it. But there's definitely more of a competitive advantage if you put that effort in, especially if you're in an e-commerce business, for instance. Look, no doubt there are some really successful e-commerce brands out there that are putting the effort into their into their packaging. And it can be done a couple of different ways, right? But I think the fact that they're putting an effort into it is fantastic, right? Yeah. So who's our friend from Wanderer Bracelets? I've just drawn a blank. Um, ben. Uh, ben, yeah, yeah. Katzman, yeah, yeah. Right? Ben. Yeah. So, so Ben's a fabulous example, right? So he has his, his brand Wanderer Bracelets and he has not stopped the experience after the point of purchase. When the products arrive, they're beautifully packaged in a little uh, sort of drawstring bag with a nice cardboard backing folder that opens up to tell the story of the individual bracelet that you bought. And it comes with a little, you know, I'm a Wanderer bracelets logo sticker that you can put on mm. something. And and the whole experience, even the, the outer padded bag is branded, right? So it generates excitement from the moment it arrives in your mailbox. Yeah, and I think that's the key to it, like, generate that excitement because then you build a tribe of raving fans and also if it's unexpected you really as as a receiver you, you know you're very surprised in, in a good way and and geez if you you know are surprised about something and you're really impressed you, you're going to tell people and, and that's part of how they build their brands relying on people to to tell others yeah and i'm i'm amazed right at brands that i see selling via e-commerce who thinks that the and and look, I'm 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 not generalising here. I'm just saying that there are companies out here that 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 uh, that are that do do this. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm stumbling over my words. Sorry, <laughs> listener. Where they think that the, their job ends when the product is packed in a box and it goes on the truck. Yeah, sure, right? sure. Right, but the reality is that customers today are probably more likely 
to return an online purchase than they would a traditional retail store purchase, right? Why is that? And most, well, because at the time they click buy now, right, they're thinking, well, I'm not really sure if I want this. I'm not sure if this suits me. I'm not sure if this is exactly what I need. I can return it if I'm not happy with it. Whereas if you're in a retail store, you're more likely to put a little bit more thought into actually picking that product up off a shelf, right? So if you pick up a garment in a clothing store, you're probably going to try it on before you take it to the register, unless you're really confident with your size. Yeah. And make sure it fits you and make sure you're happy with the colour before you leave the store, right? Whereas online, you don't have the ability to do that. So there's a there's almost a mindset from the consumer that I can return it. And you take places like, I mean, Amazon has set this standard. If you if it's not right, just return it. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's no, no penalty to the customer mm-hmm. for returning the goods, right? Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, man. So have you got some examples of, you know, what you've seen or what you guys do even for, you know, for your clients in, in the form of you going the extra mile in packaging? Yeah, absolutely. So firstly, I think, you know, that consistent singular message that you and I always talk about needs to be carried across into the packaging, right? And it doesn't necessarily, you don't need to necessarily design your packaging the same way you might design a consumer retail product, right? Because a retail product, somebody's looking at the box. They're making a purchase decision from the box in a lot of cases. So you, you actually need to have so, so for a lot of our, our customers who sell both online and in retail, right, mm-hmm. we always recommend a certain formula to, to the box, right, which should include features and benefits of the product. Now, depending on the product, you may put the benefits on the front or you may put the features on the front. It depends on what type of product it, it okay. might be. So you're kind of tying it back to the, the sales message, the reason they purchased in the first place. Well, and, and this is specifically for people who are doing retail. Okay. Now, okay, yep. if, you, if you're doing e-com only, right, I would say that you've got to carry your message. So whatever the reason is why people are clicking to purchase needs to carry through to the packaging. Now, that doesn't have to be the sales message necessarily, right? If your product has one really huge, impressive sales feature and benefit, I would recommend tying that into the packaging, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be plastered all over the front of the box. Y- your box could be really simple and clean and plain, but you could use the inner flaps of the box. So when you open the lid, your message is re- revealed. Got it, got it. Yeah. Right? But the message has to be there. It could be an insert in the box, right? A beautifully crafted thank you message reminding the person of why they bought it. You know, you've bought this because these are the best X, Y, Z as shown by scientific studies, what have you. You know, you should know what that one killer message is that your product provides. Yeah, I just want to touch on the the inserts. I think that is, you know, a lot of e-commerce businesses don't put an insert in and that insert could contribute to your one-time customer becoming a lifetime customer if it's done right. So really look at it as an opportunity to deliver more value and get them to take that next step. And whether it's get educated on your other products or, you know, even have an offer like a, a limited time special offer 
specifically to that customer that's just purchased to to offer them something else that you know might be on their radar radar might be something similar or might be something completely different that's still in your ecosystem of products that you know they they may not have considered before so i just think the insert uh, and there might be other ways as well like as in you could offer them to give a a video testimonial reviewing your product in the insert and then they go online to submit it and then that becomes and sorry that might be in return for uh, going into the draw for a contest to win a year supply of that particular product for instance and then those things become uh, assets like what we call conversion assets to put back onto your website to attract more people to buy your products or services look i i agree with you completely i think Again, this is the kind of thing that people do really well or they do really badly, mm, right? Sure. So, you know, post how you, you're using your new product, right? On Facebook, tag us and go in the running for X, Y, Z is, is great, right? I think if you create an amazing experience, that will organically happen. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think, it, I mean, you can help it along. I think you've got to be really careful with blatantly asking for some things. Uh, if it's done, and please don't get me wrong, if it's done elegantly and it's done well, yes, you know, do it by all means. I think, and, and I think those those strategies are important. I'm just taking a step back, right? And I'm, I'm trying to post the question that if you deliver your products packaged beautifully, with a consistent message from the sales message as an e-com store, you're going to get less returns, you're going to get more positive feedback, and you're going to get word of mouth that you can't necessarily track online, and you're going to get you're going to generate raving fans. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and would yeah. you so is it also not just the experience, but would you encourage at least testing, putting in an unexpected bonus? Absolutely. That little Wanderer sticker that we just mentioned. Yep. Right. It's just a nice little extra that, that goes in. I mean, Apple, I actually don't know if Apple still do it, but Apple used to do that. The little white Apple sticker used to come with every product. Mm, right? Yeah, good point. I don't know if they do it either. Y- you can put in little extras, little bonuses, and they don't necessarily need to be added extras and bonuses that are necessarily, you know, physical product. It could be a exclusive link to you know five how-to videos of the best way to use your product Mm -hmm. nespresso does it really really well when they send you out your product you get this beautiful little book and different ways to make different types of of coffees Uh excellent yeah right so it could be a, a referral to an online source it could be an offer to help get started let's say you're signing up for or you've bought a new modem right for to to connect to the to the internet how about a little card that says if you need help setting this up head here and the the head here takes you to uh, a step-by-step guide with some how-to videos and then the additional offer to call customer support or have customer support call you and and talk you through the the setup right Mm -hmm. so those little extras go a, a long 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 way right yeah yeah just on that speaking to sean d'souza last week and he has a service business you know he teaches he's he's an educator essentially but he he when he gets a new client he will hand paint 
a an envelope and just send them a, a handwritten letter. But he's he's a cartoonist, so he'll do a unique cartoon on the outside of the envelope that would you know probably take a half an hour for each one. And he would send that to a client just to thank them for joining his community or buying a product or whatever. And he at the at the meetup last week, he had like a pile of. I don't know, about a hundred of these things that he was working on and he just showed us. And to me, that's it was completely um, surprising to think that he doesn't sell e-commerce products, yet he'll add that personal touch to every one of his service business clients. It's just amazing. Yeah, look, I ordered a model, like a... a, a, a um Okay, it was a foot. <laughs> okay, it was actually three feet for a photo shoot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But this company sitting in the top of the box. I mean, firstly, the model, ca- the the foot came in a beautiful drawstring bag, totally unnecessary for the purpose of this product. These mm-hmm. products are used either in retail to show socks or, or footwear, or they're used by photographers, right? So. No need. However, by having it wrapped in the the nice draw soft drawstring bag, I felt confident that it hadn't been damaged in transit. Yeah, right. Nice, yeah. And the second thing it had is a little slip of paper on the top as I open the box that says these products have been individually checked by and the person's name handwritten. Oh wow, right? that's cool. Yeah. And I know it, it like it's a it's a minimal effort. I mean, I'm sure they do check it. I'm sure they've just got a notepad there and they write their name on it, tear it off, and they might pre-write fifty of them. But it doesn't doesn't really matter that was part of the packaging as far as the item coming to me mm, right just having that little personalized touch that that's gold yeah yeah now let's let's go back to more traditional you know boxes box design that that kind of thing right yeah. so here, here's my hot tips firstly use great quality photography if you're going to put photography on your packaging sure right don't skimp on it packaging needs higher quality photos than your average e-commerce image okay because mm-hmm. the e-commerce image is 72 dpi you know maybe the maximum you got is is a thousand by a thousand pixels or two thousand by two thousand pixels you need the high resolution image right um if you if it suits your product have some inset images of the product in use nice. right yeah um i mean you can do photoshop composites of this kind of thing but if you do make sure they're good quality photoshop composites i mean i don't know if you've ever received a product Greg, where it's just a really bad Photoshop <laughs> yes. composite and it just does not look realistic. There's a lot of yeah. those sort of fail um, <coughs> threads on Facebook and yeah. websites and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Have good quality copy, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you've sold the product with a particular name, make sure that name is on the packaging. I know that sounds like such a simple thing, but, you know, connect the journey of the purchase to the final product that you receive Mm -hmm. right make sure that the material that the box is made out of suits the product now this is this is where you know having packaging done in china can often fall over because they will produce it to whatever standard they think and it doesn't necessarily get checked in as much detail as the sample product and the company might assume oh this is the right packaging but there's nothing worse than getting a box that's crushed a box that's torn, a box that's coming open when it should stay closed. All these things just reduce the consumer's confidence in the product that they're they're opening. So, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that the way you present and package your product will contribute to the way the consumer feels about the product that they bought. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And 
you know, I also think that if you went the extra mile in the look and feel of the print on, on the packaging and the quality of the actual packaging, like for instance, uh, you could package your product in something that's reusable, like a tin or a bag or something like that, but something that is looks so beautiful, you almost feel guilty throwing it away. Absolutely. Or give it a second purpose, right? Yeah. So that people keep going, oh, I'll keep that too. X, Y, Z. That's right? what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, we recommend that to people all the time, you know, where we say, you know, you've got a box, but why not inside the box supply it in a tin or print it, print the tin. Sometimes it's more expensive if you've got a short run to print the tin yeah. or, or the case, so you might do a sleeve, right? Drawstring bags, those kind of things. Look, we just did a photo shoot, and I can't name the client, but it's a construction brick company you know the little snap together bricks and i think i mentioned this on the last episode but it was packaged in a plastic bag with a sticker on it yeah these bricks and when it arrived here at the studio and i opened the outer courier sachet or satchel right the bag the product came in was split and all the bricks fell out everywhere now for me that wasn't a problem but if i was buying that as a gift for somebody I would have been devastated because now what about what am I going to do sticky tape up the bag to give it as a gift you know just not well thought out right so my feedback went back to the company and they're packing packaging it in a fabric bag that is reusable it's now a storage bag for those for that toy yeah yeah cool you know makes sense all right so what I'm hearing though and this is probably um, what some listeners listening right now could be thinking. So all these packaging ideas sound amazing, but are they more expensive and will that affect my profit? Well, let's step back a bit, right? Let's say you don't need to do fancy packaging, right? Let's just say you're doing a standard consumer box or or carton, Mm -hmm. right? Depending on the size of your product. Let's start with that. So you can make that box look fantastic by just having really good branding, right? Mm. And make sure the colours and the branding that you're using on your box tie in with the place where they bought it. So, you know, for example, if you're selling something on Amazon, have a photo of the box, right? Like, I see a lot of Amazon listings where they show just the product. They don't necessarily show show the box, right? Because, again, you want to connect them when they get it. Oh, I've got what I expected, Right. But also, I think that would add to the perceived value as well. Yeah, I'm getting a complete packaged, finished product. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm, I'm confident. Have great quality graphics, you know, icons, call-outs, information graphics. You know, make it so that when they look at the front of the box, they get the same message that they received on the sales page mm-hmm. or the e-commerce site. And when they turn the box over, expand on the story. Storytelling, right? that's a great idea. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be words. It can be icons, yeah. right? It can be highlights. It can be, when I say highlights, you know, you could have a, a central graphic and then, you know, pop out bubbles with close-ups of the particular features. There's so many different ways to do it um, that... that but but continue the story, right? Mm, nice, yeah. So so that they would be the fundamental basics that I would say you should think about when you're doing it, and have a professional designer design your packaging, right? Not all designers are created equal, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not 
criticizing any design company out there, but look for somebody who works on packaging on a daily basis because there is another dimension to product packaging that you don't necessarily get when you work on websites. And also there's a lot of little technical things that you need to know when you're setting up the packaging. Uh, I can imagine. And if you're going to talk technical, I guess we could touch on dye lines for packaging. Like that's a science in itself, you know, <laughs> some making some of those creative um, shapes and the way boxes connect together and and house items within so they don't move it's just incredible the effort that goes into those die lines yeah absolutely you know and we we have somebody on our team whose job it is just to create die lines based on client specifications but even then we still suggest that they go back to the printer and say can you please cross check this die line make sure it's going to work with the material that's been specified because you know if you use a thicker material it won't yeah. necessarily fold together well there's just so much to think about yeah, when weight. you're when yeah when you when you're producing it and the finish too you know are you going to matte laminate are you going to use a spot uv you mm -hmm. know like what line screen is it being printed at there's just so many little technical things that need to be need to be thought out yeah so so my recommendation is your designer that does your website and your business marketing collateral may or may not be the right person to do your packaging you could have them work with a specialist designer for your packaging, or you could have, uh, and, and you know, the inverse is correct. You know, the packaging designer that you use may not be the right person to design your website, right? And you and I have had this experience. I've got a, a client that we do all their packaging for and they wanted a website design. What did I do? I came to you and the, we collaborated with the client to get the website design done. Yeah, hundred percent. And thanks for that. And yeah, we, we would definitely send clients your way as well for packaging because yeah, it's your thing. It's not our thing. We do a little bit of it, but only if it's really basic. But I guess one thing that a business owner can do is, you know, invest in a style guide. That way you can guarantee, or not guarantee, but you can make sure that the the look and feel is congruent across all of your touch points, packaging, point of sale, websites, whatever. Absolutely. So let's jump back to the packaging design. So I said before that you've got to carry the message across. Okay. Now it doesn't need to be in the photos. It doesn't need to be in the copy necessarily right? It could just be in the character or the perceived value of the packaging. So, you know, we have a lighting company that we've been doing work for for years and years and years, and they're a really high quality outdoor lighting product. And then they make beautiful lights in, you know, marine grade 316 stainless steel, solid copper, all this kind of stuff that is expensive. These lights are not cheap now there are cheaper versions on on the market that look very very similar right and 95 percent of the time when a consumer buys one of these lights they're not necessarily seeing the physical product or seeing the packaging at the time of purchase mm -hmm. right so they're buying from a catalog they might be buying from a sample that's in the store but they're not seeing the packaging but these you know if you're building a house and you're investing which i mean you're you're going through soon aren't you you're going to start building when you start looking at the price of some of these these lights you'll be amazed right the, the bill adds up really really quickly yeah and two things happen right firstly the customer that paid the bill may or may not see the lights even delivered right sure. so the the electrician or the builder might deal with it yeah. okay or they may take delivery of it and then hand it over and when they open up the box right you want them to pull out that item and think wow i really got my money's worth without even opening the box and looking at the light right so 
you know, we've we've gone and designed their packaging in a beautiful white box with a matte laminate with silver foil stamps to match the, the metallics that they use. Beautiful wraparound images, you know, really, really high quality packaging. Did that cost them much more than just a brown box? A little bit, but not enough to impact on their profit. And in turn, they've generated raving fans because mm. even if that customer doesn't see the delivery, what are they going to do? They're going to say to the builder, oh, did the lights arrive? Were they okay? Sure. And the builder and the electrician who's accustomed to seeing just really crappy packaging opens these up and they go, wow, these look really, really nice, right? So they pass on that feedback. There is something about the unboxing experience. Now, here's my next level, right? For that customer, we created outer shipping boxes on brand as well. Mm, wow. Right now, yep. now, Amazon does this really well. They use their Amazon shipping boxes, with the Amazon smile on it, the A to Z smile. So when the courier is walking up to the door carrying that box, what does it do to the person who's receiving it? It creates a little bit of anticipation, that little bit of excitement. excitement oh, yeah. my, my XYZ delivery has arrived. Yeah. Right? So, you know, don't just think about the box that the product comes in. What about the box that you ship it in? Could you carry your message? So for the lighting product, we've carried the quality message through without writing this is a high quality product actually the only text it has on the front of the box and on the side of the box is the material that it's made out of because the material that they supply is what makes them unique they only make in the highest quality materials mm -hmm. so 316 stainless steel is what's written on the box that's killer man yeah so that's really taking it the extra step and probably hasn't cost that much as far as it's just uh, it's just print that you're talking about isn't it it's just a standard box. Yeah. There's, there's nothing special about the box. Okay, it's got some nice finishes on it, which cost a fraction more, but it was worth every cent. And their growth has been exponential. And, and you know, keeping a cohesive brand message all the way through has been super, super important. Killer, man. Awesome tips, Al. What else you got, buddy? Okay, I'm just going to... I've got one more case study. I think I've said enough about the whole idea of, you know, investing in your packaging. It's Even if you're an e-com brand... Invest in how you present your stuff. And listen, you know what? If you're a service business, you can apply these same principles. You know, the the experience doesn't end when the sale has been made. Have you seen the brand Step One that makes men's underwear? No, man. Okay. <laughs> Look them up. It's stepone.life. They've got quite a funny sales video that they, they promote their product with. And they do, you know, a good job on Instagram and all this sort of stuff. You know, they're selling one product. They're selling men's underwear to a market where, yeah, men, they admit it, men don't really care about their underwear, but they should. That's their message, right? When you go to the supermarket and you buy a pair of, you know, Bonds or Gap underwear, you'll be lucky if they're wrapped in a clear plastic bag sure. and on, on, on a hang cell, right? There's just no effort made at all in the packaging. When you buy these, they come in a fully printed sachet, right, with, you know, a really nice lifestyle image of a man standing on the edge of a cliff in his underwear overlooking the ocean. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but it's actually really, really nicely done, okay. right? <laughs> Their brand is funny. It's fun, right? On the back of the sachet, it says... Dear Posty, mate, you've got it rough. 
<laughs> you're this close to the most comfortable underwear in the world and you're about to let them go to somebody else. <laughs> Don't worry. We know it. We know it's tough. So here's a discount code, colon posty. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Clever. You know, I laugh at that. I think that's great. So they've, they've carried the brand across, right? They've Nowhere on there have they mentioned on the front uh, the world's best underwear or anything like that. I mean, they've just got a, they've got solid branding and they've got this fun environment with the, the dear posty message, which made me laugh, right? Yeah. But then when I open it up, each pair of underwear is individually wrapped in its own little pouch. Wow. Just really elegantly done, right? That packaging would have cost them, right? None of it was cheap, I've got to admit, for underwear when it could have gone in just a clear cello bag. But look at you talking about it right now on a podcast. Exactly, right? And... I will say it is the most comfortable underwear <laughs> I've ever worn. <laughs> I actually purchased it because I, I wanted to use it as a case study. I wanted to see the customer experience all the way through the process. And they've done it exceptionally. That's cool, man. I'm, I'm just on their website <laughs> and they are hilarious. Underneath each of their products, they have a little sort of subline. So under the Ultra Glide Lycra, they have Lycra stops the ride up and no more front wedgies. <laughs> 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 and there's two more just in like above the fold 3d comfort pouch so unfortunately you'll never have to adjust again <laughs> and then the last one super soft bamboo uh, breathes better than cotton so no more hashtag sweaty bowls <laughs> listen w you can't do it while we're on the podcast but play the video watch the video okay. it will it will make you laugh and but they've they have they've created a a really great masculine funny you know, he's the their brand is the quintessential cool joker male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The funny guy that you always want to see when you head down for for a beer at the end of the day. So are they are they Aussie Aussie based? Or? Uh, yeah, I think they are actually. It does say designed in Australia. The the okay. packaging. There you go. So so look, I think you get my point, right? You don't skimp on your packaging. Put some thought into it. Work out what that important messages that you need to carry through keep the consumer experience going right to the unboxing um and the only thing i didn't mention is you know consider things like your instruction booklets right make them make, make them high quality pay a designer to bring your instruction booklets and bring them in brand, uh, like on brand you know there's so many products out there that are a little bit I hate to say it, generic, you know, where you might be buying it or the, 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 the business might be buying it from a manufacturer and then reselling it, right? And then the manufacturer's got some instructions and they're written in, you know, Chinglish or, you know, the, maybe the diagrams were last year's model and they don't match this year's model. And, you know, people just slap their name on the top of the instruction book and go, how cheap can I have this printed and, and shove it in the box, right? Yep. And I hate to say it, but a lot of big brands get this really, really wrong. I mean, some of the companies that make dishwashers and microwaves and vacuum cleaners, you know, their instruction books are just so bad that... You know, it, it's, it makes for a disappointing customer experience. So mm. put the extra effort in wherever possible. I, probably, I wouldn't normally say this on, on a podcast, but, I mean, if you are a company that has consumer products, if you're selling retail, if you're selling online and you want an unbiased opinion, shoot me a, an email, you know, m message me via, via Pixel Partners, send me some 
some product photos, send me some of your artwork, and I'll just, I'll, I'll happily shoot you back two, three, four, five little tips that could help you in improve on, on your packaging, you know, just because I, I love helping people. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, you are the expert in that field. You've been doing it for many years for offline and online businesses. So, yeah, listener, if that's you, send Al an email. That's killer, man. I think we probably should wrap it up here. I just wanted to touch on just the fact that this step one, I, I love this, I, you know, just the comedy. I think we should do a whole episode on using comedy in your design and marketing oh absolutely have a little bit of fun let's do it let's make that one of our next episodes <laughs> cool man excellent well thanks for listening listener and uh if you have a comment go to the realmagic.com and let's con- uh, continue the conversation there thanks listener it was great having you here if you want you can contact me through pixelpartnershq.com if you want to send me over some of your packaging designs we'll catch you on one of the next episodes Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.